everybody. Welcome to, uh, what is it, June 22nd, 2222. A lot of twos there, right? Um, numerologically, twos are the number for intuition. So it's a very intuitive day. So that's really cool. So if you're new to my show, um, how I do the show is I draw a picture before each show. And what I do is I tap into the energy of what the group needs. And then I will channel a picture. And if you contribute $5 to my Venmo account or my PayPal account, then you're entered into the drawing to win the original. And what I do is I put everybody's name on a piece of paper and I fold it so I don't know who it is and then um, mix it up. And then I say a prayer for who most needs the original. And then I draw a name and I'll contact you via email that you've won it. And for contributing the $5, um, email me at laylagini at gmail.com and put Power View in the subject line and I will send you a digital copy of the picture. So you can either have the original or you can have, um, if you win it, and then, or the, the digital copy. So I'm going to start with today's picture. And this is what I got, <laughs> was this little being. This is actually a spirit guide that came through. Um, I put the name Goldie on the bottom, but when she first showed up, she said you could also call her Mucho Dinero <laughs> because she was noticing that a lot of you um, for last week when we did our manifestation part of the show where we put our dreams and goals out and then as a group, we all contribute our energy to you manifesting something that's important to you. She noticed that there was a lot of uh, people with um, offering up, you know, money stuff. So that's her in her crown chakra. She's got this golden rose. So what I want to turn you on to is that if you want to receive more opportunities in life, and these could be opportunities in any area, but they do tend to work with prosperity, especially you want to get some yellow flowers. This is a feng shui thing. You want to get yellow flowers. You put them in a vase and then, or a cup or whatever you have to put them in. And you want to leave them in the prosperity corner of your house. Now, where is that? As you enter a room, so imagine you're going into a room. It is going to be the top left corner of the room. That's your prosperity corner. So, ta-da, here it is. Um, so this is Goldie or Mucho Dinero, if you want to call her that. Um, she's got a really giant eye that's got a purple color in it because she's aligned with spirit. Um, she's got a lotus blooming on her tail for enlightenment. And what she said her body meant, because if you look at her body, she's got these flowers growing inside and her body's basically a blue sky with a little bit of clouds in it. And so the clouds are parting to allow these flowers to bloom. So these represent opportunities blooming for you. And then her feet are um, full of stars. So the night sky are her feet. And that represents um, that she's working for you day and night. So that's the picture. Um, and, and I'll be drawing names later on that. And now on to the next part, which is before I do this show, what I do is I will do two general readings that address the group. So you as a group, um, what is the message? What do you need to hear this week? So this is general. And then the second half of the show will go to, into your personal um, requests. And that could be past life. You could ask me to draw a card for you. Um, any of those things. So 
This is the reading that I got for all of us today. So we're going to start with tarot. So I pulled three cards. And the first card I got was the Ace of Water. So this equates to the Ace of Cups. And what this card is about is the rebirth of joy and happiness in your life. So standing by itself, that's what it means. And then the second card is the Page of Air, which equates to the Page of Wands. And there's a little butterfly in the center of the picture on the path. So usually pages talk about invitations to things. Um, they describe opportunities where it's a chance for you to learn something new about yourself, but it's also an invitation, um, which is really interesting with what where this reading is going because the end card is the hermit. So this is the yogi or the dervish. Um, it's a major arcana card. And what that means is it's usually the presence of the divine in your life. It's where the divine is showing up. So what I'm really feeling with this whole reading is that there's a really strong possibility for all of you to really feel connected spiritually to life. Like there's something that's going to happen during a meditation. Maybe you take a walk, but you're going to get some kind of epiphany because if you look at the hermit, he's got that halo. That's, that's the enlightenment coming in. So this is something that you're going to get enlightened on. And whatever it is, is going to bring you a lot of joy. And you may find yourself doing whatever this thing is because you're invited to. So there's an invitation, like maybe somebody invites you to go walking or maybe you get an email saying, hey, we're doing a yoga class today. Do you want to come? Um, it could be something like that. But somehow the aspect of joy is going to be around it. I'm also guided to tell you that when you're engaged in whatever it is, um, you might hear the laughter of children around you, or you might have maybe um, some kind of childhood memory come to you that's really sweet. But I do feel like you've got some kind of enlightenment coming. So that's pretty cool. Um, the next reading I did pretty much fell in alignment with that. And these I did with Lenormand cards. Okay. So with Lenormand cards, there's only 36 of these cards. Um and it's a it's dates back to the 1800s, but a lot of people in the Middle East or the Near East will use Lenormand cards. So the first card we have is the book. Now the book represents knowledge. So again, we're talking about things you're learning about, right? Knowledge, and it also talks about secrets too. It can talk about hidden knowledge in that sense. The next card we have is the anchor. So if you think about what an anchor does, when a ship drops anchor, it keeps the ship steady. So it can represent things that are really secure or things that have been long standing for a really long time. And then at the end, we've got the tree and the tree is a card of one's ancestry. It can be a card of health. So it does definitely talk about your health. So what I'm feeling with this is that there's something, um, there's new knowledge coming that's going to really expand your ability to improve your health. Um, and, it, and it feels to me like it would talk about the earlier reading with the tarot cards, because you have that enlightenment coming to you. So I feel, and you've got two water cards here that are showing up. So you've got the ace of water right here, right? And then you've got the anchor because you've got the water in the background. So this could be about flow, um, about the emotions, um, that type of thing. But there's an event that will happen. There's knowledge you're going to gain that's going to improve your personal happiness, and it's also going to improve your health. So that's really good, right? Couldn't ask for better than that. Okay, so last week's show, 
Um, hi, everybody. I'm seeing the comments over here. So as I've explained before, I am not the best multitasker. <laughs> so when the reading part comes, I'm going to have to really scan this whole little comment section. But hi, everybody. Um, thank you for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. So um, as we mentioned last week, I asked you if you wanted to, you could look up your astrology chart and you could see where Pluto is in your chart. And I was going to talk about Pluto. Um, but I was also going to do the other planets. So <clears throat> what I channeled for everybody was um, connecting with the planets. Like, um, where are the planets in your chart? How do they relate to you? Um, there was a really great astrologer I heard about, and she did really good charts for people. And then she stopped doing them. And I think I mentioned, I may have mentioned this in the first podcast, but the reason she stopped doing them is she felt it was wrong of us to divine what the planets were saying without asking for their permission first. And I thought that was really interesting. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, because I believe that the divine is present in everything. And I believe the earth is alive. In fact, um, there is a scientific hypothesis called the Gaia hypothesis that was actually put forth by two scientists. And it's where they discovered that the earth kind of acts like a living being because it breathes. It seems to have a pulse or a heartbeat. It grows, it changes, you know, it seems to kind of act like a living thing. And so they stopped short of getting really metaphysical about it because they wanted their research to be considered seriously by the scientific community, um, which it was. But it made me think about that because I, I have connected with the earth before and I do feel a presence and I feel a consciousness about it. So if the earth has that, you know, why wouldn't everything else in our solar system have that? So what I did is I designed a meditation where I sat with each and every single one of the planets. And I didn't do it like in one evening. I kind of spread it out. But um, it was interesting, the stuff that I learned that they shared with me. So the first planet um, I started with was Mercury. And what I did, and we're going to do this together, um, what I did is I just visualized Mercury and I imagined I was sitting inside of the planet. I was just sitting inside at the core of the planet and just sending love to it, you know, kind of introducing myself and inviting it if it wanted to, to say anything or it could say nothing. But I'm just going to sit there and and just radiate love to Mercury. And Mercury started talking and Mercury said, um, you know, I've got diamonds. And I thought, oh, okay, that's that's nice. Cool. And Mercury showed me that the diamonds are all over its surface. And I thought, okay, cool. You know, and after I got out, I thought, that's crap. <laughs> I probably was not receiving anything. It's my imaginative thinking because on earth, if you want to look for diamonds, you have to go down miles into the surface. You, you go down, they're deep. You have to really dig deep for diamonds because they're formed by pressure and heat. And that's where there's a lot of pressure and heat. And I thought, okay, whatever. And then I thought, well, I'm going to Google it. I'm just going to go on the search engine and look up stuff about mercury. And oh my God, guess what? According to science, they say that mercury is probably covered in diamonds on the surface because it's got the heat factor because it's close to the sun. It's got the pressure because Mercury is full of craters because it's constantly getting hit by asteroids. 
And so the diamonds are formed that way. What? <laughs> so th that's actually true. So there was communication happening with that. And Mercury showed me the diamonds and they're like the size of baseballs a little bit. They're big and some are smaller, some are bigger, but it showed me all of its diamonds. And it's like, oh yeah, I have diamonds. And when I talk to the other planets, a lot of them have diamonds, except for the gas giants. Um, they actually do, but it's more in the ring system. So anyway, um, let us look here. So we're talking about Pluto and... I've got a, some of you that have responded with where it is. I caught a glimpse of that. Okay, so super space cookie. How do we put in to get Goldie again? Okay, you just contribute $5 to either my Venmo or my PayPal account, and then you get entered into the drawing for that. And Ruth, you won the picture last week, so I'm going to be mailing that out this week, and I'll be emailing you with a, um, a tracking number. So that will happen. So... um. Let's start with Pluto. So first, I'm going to guide you through a meditation so you can meet Pluto. Why is it Pluto? Pluto, um, if you look at the planets in the solar system, now this is kind of based on the Western form of astrology. In the East, they might have different names. I'm not sure if the, planet, if the names of the planets are like a globally accepted thing where everybody agrees, oh yeah, it's Pluto and everyone's like wherever in the world they are, it's Pluto, because the ancients knew about the planets and they may have had different names, different depending on what part of the world they're from. OK, so I want to draw awareness to that. So I'm using the Western view of astrology with this. Um, Pluto was the Roman god of the underworld and also wealth. So if you think about that, um, where we find precious jewels like rubies, emeralds, diamonds, all of that. It's deep in the in the earth, so the underworld. And he was so powerful of a deity that the Romans feared him. They kind of wanted to work with him because he did rule wealth, but they were scared shitless of him too because he's powerful. I mean, he's the ruler of the underworld. That's where you go when you die is you go into the underworld. And so they were afraid of him and they had a name for him that they never uttered. So they could refer to him, like I think one of the words, the referrals was the old man of the earth or something like that. Um, but he rules, he rules wealth. He also rules magic and hidden knowledge in the occult. Okay. That's in terms of astrology. But I want you to meet the planet. The planet could be different for you. So this is how I'm going to guide you into this first. We're going to spend a few minutes just sitting with Pluto and then I'm, I'm going to bring you out of it and we're going to go into where Pluto is in your chart. And what I'm going to do is channel a message to you guys from Pluto, depending on where it is. If you didn't do it, like you have no clue where it is, like you don't know where Pluto is and you don't have time to find it, don't worry about it. Um, I'll just tell you what it means. Just pop in with the comments and say, hey, what does Pluto have to say? And then I'll, you know, I'll tap in and see what Pluto wants to share. Okay, so what I want you to do is get into a space. Um, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time in here, but I want you to get a feeling for it. And, I, and the invitation is to try this later. So this technique I'm going to teach you, you can do with any of the planets. Okay, and I'm going to give you a guideline for how to work with them. Okay, so if you're wanting to create certain things in your life, then there are certain planets that would want to work with you on that. OK, and I'm also inviting you to develop your own personal um, 
you know, relationship with them. They may have different things to share with you than they do with me. And that's a really cool thing. So, <coughs> excuse me. So go ahead and get into a space. You can close your eyes. Um, you can have your eyes open. However best you get into like a little silent meditation. And then just take a few deep breaths in and out and just let it relax your body. And in and out. And in and out. And just feel yourself relax. You can follow the breath in and you can follow the breath out. And then I want you to get an awareness of space. Just see the night sky full of stars. It's really beautiful. They sparkle. And it's the sky is just a beautiful nighttime color. And I want you to imagine that you see one, you see a dot of light that looks really promising to you. This is Pluto. And just imagine Pluto getting closer and closer. And you can visualize Pluto however you want to visualize Pluto. And I will share that there's a beautiful picture I found of Pluto taken from space. And Pluto actually has a geological feature on its surface where it is displaying a really large red heart. So there's a heart on Pluto. And just visualize the planet and just send a hello out to the planet, like radiate love from your heart to the planet. Just radiate that love. And I'm feeling a feeling of receptivity. So I'm feeling that Pluto is open to all of us going inside. So we're all going to visualize ourselves getting closer and closer to the planet. And imagine that we can go inside of it like it's transparent. So you can actually appear inside the planet and imagine you're at the core of the planet, the heart of the planet. And you're just sitting inside of Pluto. And just be silent for a moment. I'm going to give you, we're going to spend about a minute here. And I want you just to be open to what Pluto is sharing with you. So just be open to what the message is, or if it says anything, or it just sends a feeling. Okay, so just go ahead and you can ask Pluto if, if you can come back and visit again. 
I'm also getting the message from Pluto that it's safe to visit. So, cause there seems to be one person in, in who's watching the show who might have a little concern about that, but it's okay. Okay. So let me channel a general message to everybody from Pluto. Let's see what it, who wants to share. Okay, so this is what's Pluto sharing with me. So Pluto, as I mentioned before, rules wealth and um, magic and all of that. And those things are kind of all connected. So what Pluto is sharing is that when you think about manifesting, like manifesting things in your life, don't think of it as you're manifesting something that is outside of you. What Pluto is sharing is that you are the manifestation. You are that thing that you want to manifest. You, you're it. So you don't have to. Um, and it's interesting to me because this kind of flies in the face of the whole law of attraction stuff, which um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to that whole movement, but there is a shift in it. And so now people are aligning with um, not so much the idea of the law of attraction to attract things to you, but the law of resonance. So things appear in your life because of who you are, like you are you are wealth. And that's what Pluto is sharing. You are wealth. And what Pluto is showing me is that um, if you can imagine, um, and I'm sure some of you may be familiar with this concept, like if you imagine uh, a water faucet and you're opening the faucet up and the water's coming out, right? Okay. So you can imagine that as your ability to receive something. What Pluto is sharing with me is some of you have really shrunk down your faucets. So it's more like a nice little trickle that comes in, but it's not like a whole lot. And you can open that up. That is absolutely something you can do. You can open that up. And what Pluto is sharing, you can do, like if you're experiencing tightness in, in any area of your life right now, where you're just feeling like things are really kind of strangled, you know, they're just not opening up. And it doesn't matter what area it's in. It could be your finances. It could be your health. It could be anything. So get into that space again, like later tonight, maybe I'm um, into that space, sit with Pluto. And then invite Pluto to work with you to kind of open that channel up. So imagine that you have a faucet and imagine that it's it's just bigger and like it, maybe it's pouring into you. Um, a really effective way of doing that is to imagine that you've got like a 24 karat gold ball that's as, that's big like a beach ball and it's in your crown chakra. So it's floating over your head. And you poke a hole in that golden ball and all of that golden light comes into your body. It comes into your crown chakra and just fills your whole body. And what the light is, what the golden light is, is the golden light is, um, it represents havingness. It's not wanting, it's havingness. So it kind of embraces that whole, I have these things. Okay. So that's what Pluto is sharing. Um, because Pluto also rules power. So there you go. All righty. Um, so a lot of you will have Pluto in your 10th house. And that's a generational thing. Um, 
It's one of the generational planets. Well, what does that mean? Because it takes Pluto so long to go around the sun. I think it's like 186 years or something like that. It might be that long. It's really long. So when it, if you take that circle that's 186 years and you divide it by 12, it's a really long time. Like we're in uh, Pluto's in Capricorn right now. It's fixing to go into Aquarius, which will be cool when it does that. So a lot of you are going to have it in your 10th house. So um, the 10th house rules career. It rules um, career. It rules your status, um, how fulfilled you are with your ambitions, um, that kind of thing. So if you have Pluto in your 10th house, Pluto is wanting to help you to get that success that you want in those areas. And it's available for you to increase your sense of personal power. And to attract, um, particularly Pluto in that house, would attract um, people to you that are powerful that would want to help you out. So anybody that has Pluto in the 10th house, and the only reason I know that is somebody emailed me earlier and, and said, oh, yeah, it's in the 10th house. And I figured oh, probably a lot of you, um, a lot of you would do that. Okay, um, Sam, Sam, can this technique work with anyone or just planets? Um you can do it like I do this technique with with sitting inside of a planet. So I do that technique specifically with planets. Um, you can do it with nature, um, with people. So I'll tell you, if you wanted to learn how to connect with people, this is the technique for that. OK, so we're going to try this again. All right. So to answer that question, I want you guys to think about somebody that you're struggling with right now. Um. Who is somebody that you have to work with? That could be somebody at work. It could be a relationship. Um, it could be anybody that, um, that you have to interact with. And I'll give you an example of how this works after we do it. Um, like, you know, the success of it. So what I want you to do is call that person to mind. Think of who's really giving you a hard time or who you're struggling with, who you wished you could get along better. Um, in the case of one of my friends, they had problems with um, their son was incarcerated and he had a lot of problems with judges. And so I guided her through this meditation where she was going to work with the judge. And she goes, well, I don't know what any of his judges look like. I mean, sometimes I can't be there. And I said, it doesn't matter. Just call up the idea of the judge and visualize that. So this is what we're going to do. Think about the person you're struggling with. OK, think about that. So if you have that in your mind, this is what I want you to do. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to relax, close your eyes. You're going to recenter yourself again. You know, just take a deep breath in and out. And then I want you to think about your light. Okay, so you are a being of light. I want you to imagine that light inside of you like a star. It's glittering. It's beautiful. It's a light. Okay. Now, I want you to imagine that light rising out of your body. Okay, so just imagine that you're a light and you're floating above your body and you can look down and even see your body and you're this light and you're floating above. You're going to float through your house or your apartment, wherever you're at. You're going to float up into the sky. You're going to keep floating above the sky. You're going to go into space. You're going to go past the moon and the solar system 
you're going to keep floating and then you're going to see a really great white light that's in the center in the heart of the universe. Okay. When you see that great white light, go ahead and enter it. So this is the divine. This is the all. You're inside of it. Okay. And just radiate your light inside of this great white light. So you're suffused, you're surrounded, you are inside of the divine right now. So you're inside of it. You may become aware of other lights around you, you know, and these could be other people or angels or beings or whatever, but you are inside of this light. You, and so what's happened here is this is your high self now. So you're completely your high self as a light and you're inside of the greater light of the divine or God or goddess, however you relate to that. Okay. Now, I want you to visualize the person you're having a problem with. Just see them as they normally are, okay? Now, I want you to see that they have a light inside of them, too. And imagine that light flows, floats up out of their body. It floats up into the sky, and it's going to do the same thing. It goes out into space, past the moon, past the solar system, deep into space, deep into the heart of the universe where there's this great, brilliant white light, which is the divine. And that light of this person that's causing you problems is coming into the greater light with you. It's going to stand next to you. Your two lights floating next to each other. Okay. From this space, have a conversation with this light. Tell them what you need. Tell them what your problems are. Really pour your heart out. What do you need from this relationship? Just pour it out. Tell them exactly how you feel. And I'm going to give you a minute to do that. And then I'll call you out of it. Okay, so thank them for their help. Ask them for what you need. Thank them for helping you. Release them. Imagine they're floating back into their body again, and you float as a light back into your body again. Then you can take a deep breath, and you can gently open your eyes or come out of the meditation. So how this works. So my girlfriend who had the issue with the judges I told her to do that. I said, just talk to the judge. I'm his mother. I'm having problems, blah, blah, blah. Um, so what happened was she did the exercise and afterwards he had extraordinary experiences with judges, really good experiences. And his time got reduced. 
he was doing a lot of good when he was in prison. Like he was um, getting all these spiritual books in and having people help find their way. And the judge saw all of that. So it worked out really great. Um, I had another friend do a version of this exercise. Um, she did the white light part. And I also invited her to send unconditional love to the person that she was having problems with. And it was a state agency, a lot of problems. And I mean, it's remarkable the results she got because she got really, really good results working with this issue she had with the state. So it really does, it really does work. So if you're struggling with somebody, because what's happening with that exercise is you're not talking to their ego self. You're not talking to the part of them that's just utter bullshit. You are talking to them as their light being, and that's the part that's going to hear you. And that's why it works. Okay. Um, Pluto in the 12th house. Oh yeah. You're welcome. Super space cookie. Um, Pluto in the 12th house. Okay. So the 12th house is Pisces. That's where Pisces is. So Pisces is psychic. It's intuitive. <coughs> so people who would have Pluto there, um, in that place. So what I'm getting from Pluto is Pluto wants to teach you the mysteries. Like seriously, if you did that meditation where you sat inside of Pluto you would learn some really wild stuff. You would probably learn a lot of the magic and mystery that Pluto has to teach. Um, so all over the world, you know, when you talk about going deep into your own mystery or deep into understanding things, that's what Pluto does. It has all of those hidden resources. So that's open to you. So I would really encourage you to do that. I'm also getting that... Um, if you have any mediumship abilities or if you do mediumship, that it would really strengthen it to do that. Um, so now we're at the part of the program where we're going to do readings. So um, I'll bring up the picture again real quick. If anybody wants to be in the drawing to win it or if you want a digital copy, if you email me at laylagenie at gmail.com, put power of you in the subject line. I'm going to send you a digital copy of this picture. So I'll, I'll take a picture of it and then I will email it to you and then put you in the drawing for the original. So if you win it, I'm going to contact you with your um, email address or your mailing address so I can actually send it to you. Okay. So now we are in the part of the show we're doing readings. So um, does anybody here need a card or do you want a past life downloaded and then um, partway through the middle of this part we're also going to do the manifesting thing so last week remember i had you put out your wishes like oh i need help with this and then we just kind of sent energy to you so i got somebody that emailed me back with a testimonial that an hour after the show she went to work and her boss gave her this origami heart that she'd made and it was made out of a $50 bill. So it works. So make sure you put your, your wishes out there too. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth with that and readings. So how does that sound? So um, does anybody need a card or, um, okay. Hi, Yvonne. Yay. Okay. Past life. All right. Let's see what we have for you. Okay, so what I'm getting for you is a past life where you were like a shaman and it feels like um, it's South American. It feels South American, but also kind of in that area where um, 
and I'm, it's indigenous. It's totally indigenous. This is long before colonizers showed up. But you're working with um, the goddess Ishkakao. Um, Ishkakao is the goddess of cacao or chocolate. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she is credited as being one of the four deities associated with the building of the universe and the world. And according to um, mythologies that I've read about her, is that the body of human beings, I believe, was formed from a cacao pod. And so you did um, healings and magic around that. And so what she did is she's really connected with abundance and fertility. So you were really dedicated to bringing that to your tribe. And I see you around these cacao bushes all the time. And um, cacao pods are fascinating. So what's really cool about cacao is that when you cut a cacao pod open, it's actually purple. So chocolate's natural color is purple. The reason it turns brown is because it oxidizes and that's what gives it the brown color, but it's actually purple, um, which is really cool. That's a very spiritual color. <coughs> so um, it's like symbolic of the crown chakra. So I'm feeling like you're connecting with these people and like you, you could see the goddess. I'm, I'm looking at her through your eyes like you're in this um, this whole forest of cacao trees and you see her. And in like the Aztec depictions of her, she's like this goddess with this elaborate headdress. And then she's got all these pods hanging off of her. And when you see that in nature, it's extraordinary because on the inside, the pod is purple. But on the outside, they're like a rainbow of color. So it's just such an incredible. It's really incredible. And She's like, um, and the message I'm getting to you from her, so she's telling you this in this past life, but it's feeding into this one, is that she really supports you. Like she's really support you and funneling a lot of magic into you. And one of the things you can do, and you can all try this if you want, um, you can invite the blessing of chocolate to come into your life. And everybody I've guided through this um, little exercise has gotten some kind of windfall in their life. So um, what you do is you clap your hands and rub them together because you want to open up those manifestation chakras that are in the palm of your hands. And you want to get some chocolate. So that's the first part. Make sure you have chocolate. And then you open your hands up and you invite in the blessing of goddess of cacao, of ish cacao, which I believe is spelled I-X-C-A-C-A-O if any of you want to look her up. Um, but you invite in the blessing of Ishkakao, and you invite her in to bring prosperity, to bring abundance, to bring all those beautiful things in life you want. And imagine the energy flowing into your hands, and they may tingle. So what you want to do is you want to feel the energy flowing into your hands until your hands start to get heavy. When, they're get, when they get really heavy and you feel the energy flow stop, Place your hands over the bar of chocolate or piece of chocolate. You can put it between your hands and then release that energy into the chocolate. So release it into the chocolate until the energy stops flowing and then eat the chocolate. So then that way you can, you're going to incorporate into your body the blessing of Ish Cacao. So in that lifetime, um, it feels really beautiful. It feels really supportive. It feels like you had a really strong family. And I feel... Like these people are, um, that these people are still with you in your life. Like um, your family members, they're still with you. So 
that's pretty cool. But it was where you were you really, um, you know, connected strongly with magic. So cool. That's cool. Um, all righty. So Richard would like a card. Okay. So we'll pull a card for you, Richard. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. All right. This is your card, the seven of air. See the butterfly coming out of its cocoon? All right. So what I'm guiding to tell you is if you're having any area of your life where you feel like you're going to have your, like you're, you're a butterfly, you know, you're pushing your way out of that cocoon. Um, and you might feel, God, I wish I had some help around this, or I just need more of something in your life. What the universe is saying is you've got this because there's something you're discovering. There's like a superpower you're getting because you're going through whatever um, you're going through. And I don't feel like it's a bad struggle or anything. I don't feel like it's really anything huge, but it's something that is um, giving you something. It's giving you something. There's a gift here. 100% there's, there's a gift here with this. And when you emerge, you are going to love it. I'm also getting a time frame around this. Like I feel like you're coming towards the end of something. So you are, if you've been working on something and you just haven't seen the results yet, you're going to. So, and I'm getting a time frame of around two weeks or something where you might really see something hopeful show up for you. So, but you're emerging and you're, you're really in a strong position right now, even though it may not feel like that to you, you really are. Okay. Um, so Kim, you would like a past life. So let me tap into that for a minute. Okay. So this is interesting. Wow. Okay. So what I'm getting is that you seem to have been a member of a group of indigenous, uh, indigenous people that lived in the farthest reaches of like Northern Europe, but it feels like you were a traveler, like your people traveled. And what they're sharing with me is that you guys discovered the North Pole, like before, you know, the person that we normally associate with that. But what's interesting with that is that in the North Pole, um, if you look like if you look at Google Maps, um, <clears throat> one of the things you're going to notice is that the North Pole and the South Pole are block are blacked out. You can't see them. Well, why is that? Um, some say that because there's a path to Agartha there, and it kind of freaks people out. Um, Agartha is supposed to be the inner Earth, so there's another civilization um, inside the Earth with beings that live there, different types of beings. It's not just one group. It's a bunch of different groups. But the one at the North Pole is where the beautiful part is. So I feel like you went in there and you got some plant knowledge and some herbal knowledge and you kind of brought it back to your people. And then um, you helped them with all of this. And it really like I feel like you totally expanded as a being at that point, like your consciousness just totally blew open. And what I'm seeing, the gift that it has for you, and this is something that's followed you through a lot of your past lives and it's present in this one, is I see a lot of flowers, like blooming flowers in your aura. Like your aura is filled with these flowers. And like if you get into a meditative space and you tap in with these flowers and just kind of reach your hand out and you see a flower in your hand and what is it? Like what color is it? Does it have a scent? Because the flower is going to give you a gift. So they're kind of like guides in a way, but you're full of these really beautiful flowers. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> 
Okay, Susan, you would love a reading. So um, I'm guessing that's cards. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go ahead and pull a card for you. And we'll see what you get. So what's going to expand you or what you need to be aware of. All the good stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got the 10 of water. So the 10 of water or the 10 of cups is actually the card in the tarot that talks about ultimate happiness, but it's happiness through feeling like you belong to a group of people. Um, so you find your tribe, you like connect with these people, but there's a lot of joy and a lot of happiness, like all those things you want. So the nine of water or the nine of cups in the tarot is traditionally the wish card in the tarot, but the 10 is the fulfillment of that wish. So I feel like there's something coming your way, um, something you wish for that's really going to manifest for you. Um, it's going to bring you a lot of happiness. And when I pay, when I, when I do these cards, you know, it's usually a pretty quick time frame for that. So you don't have to wait months for this. Like it could be days. It could be today. Even it could be uh, maybe a, a week or two, but you're going to feel this happiness, this joy coming to you where you're really feeling connected. So that's really a beautiful space to be in. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Sam Sam would like a past life reading. Okay. Hang on a, just a second. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a past life where you were in India and it looks like you were a snake charmer and you could play this flute and it looked like you could charm cobras. But you were a loving person. It's like you can't, you really did come from love, a lot of love. And because of that, you were playing this flute one day for this cobra and the cobra's head just kind of split into all of these other heads, kind of like a hydra. And what I'm getting is that caused you to have a vision of Lord Shiva who just kind of put a blessing on you. So it's almost like um, he tethered you to himself. So it's like you're always going to be called towards enlightenment or always going to be called towards spirituality and you're around like you're around a lot of yogis and a lot of gurus. And what that lifetime is sharing is that even though you may feel like you've got struggles or issues with this current lifetime, it's for a purpose because it's like you're actually helping other people around you and you're not aware of what you're doing. You're not aware that you have this positive impact. You're really helping other people evolve. I mean, very strongly, you're helping them evolve. But for whatever reason, you have to be in this lifetime where it appears you might have some limitations you're dealing with, but all of that is an illusion. You're really kind of, um, you're helping people to evolve. So that's pretty powerful. That's really powerful. Okay. Um, okay. Robin is manifesting extra money for a trip. So don't forget, put out what your dreams and goals are, okay? So Robin, manifest, manifest, manifest. We're seeing the funds come at the perfect time for her. So she has this wonderful, wonderful trip. She's got good experiences that happen on this trip. Wonderful things get accomplished. She feels fulfilled. She feels expanded. Manifesting that. We're all sending our blessings to you. So it is, so it is, so it is. 
It is done. It is done. It is done. Okay. Great. Somebody put a wish out there. Okay. Super Space Cookie would love a card. All right. So let's see what we got for you. Okay. Oh, wow. Alrighty. So this is yours. You got justice. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So justice is actually a card of power in the Tarot. Um, like if you're used to the regular Rider Waite Tarot, that's the, it's the lady, the judge sitting with a sword in her hand. The sword represents your power. It represents your will. So it actually puts you in a strong position. Um, when I designed this card, it was about finding yourself. It was about finding your source of power, finding your voice, um, being able to stand up with what it is you had to share and being heard. So I feel like um, there's a sense of fairness coming to you. Also, um, all the hands that you see here are the ancestors. It's the family of humanity that you've risen from. So you've got your ancestral line behind you with this too. Um, so things working out fairly for you. You're coming closer to this heart, like the source of who you are. You're gaining your powers. Um, it's like there's a term in the world of comic books where somebody fully realizes their powers. So you're definitely um, very progressing really well on that journey. So there's something that occurs for you in the near future where you're going to feel powerful. And you might feel like you have more of an active hand in directing your fate. You're not just kind of at the whimsy of, of whatever it is. Okay, so you're moving forward in a powerful way. So that is pretty darn cool. Oh, you're welcome. You are welcome. Um, Sam, Sam, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I have to look at these little comments to make sure I hit everybody. Um, Ruth, I would love a past life message if there is time. Okay. Let's see what we have. And don't forget to put your dreams out there. If anybody wants to manifest anything, we're all going to contribute. So you'll say what we have. I'll announce what your wish is, and then we're just going to send you some energy, okay? Okay. Um, Ruth. Okay. So what I'm getting is a past life where you were a priestess of Minerva. And Minerva was a goddess associated with weaving and wisdom. And the thing about Minerva is she could never be defeated. Um, so Mars was considered the god of war. Um, but Minerva could beat even him. She, could, she was undefeatable. Um, so it's showing you in this ancient culture, like you're, you kind of go back and forth between Rome and Greece. Rome took over Greece. So it kind of became this Greco-Roman whole society thing. But you're a priestess of Minerva and you had a special connection with owls. You would see owls a lot. You had a connection with owls. And it's like whenever you wanted to deliver a message to anybody, I know that sounds kind of Harry Potter-ish, right? But it's like you could send a message to a divine being through an owl. You'd speak to the owls, they'd fly off. And it was like a symbol for you. Like when the owl flew off, you knew the message was sent, but that it was also delivered. And you had this close connection with the earth and you could see um, 
you could see the development. It's really interesting because in that lifetime, you could see all the stuff that was going to happen to the country, to the nation of, of Rome and also Greece. You could see what was going to happen like thousands of years in the future. But you didn't talk about it a whole lot. Like you didn't share with people, which is totally okay. It was really kind of for your eyes only. And most people would have thought it was kind of wacky. Nobody ever thought Rome would ever go away. Um, and, you know, civilizations sometimes have their rise and fall. But you have this deep center of wisdom. And so what this lifetime is sharing with you is the discernment of when to share information with people and when not to. So it's about when can you talk to somebody about something so that they hear you and they can actually embrace it? Because sometimes you can tell things to people and they're like, oh, I don't care. Eh. You know, they're just not open to receiving it. So it's all about when to say what you need to say so that people will hear it. And there's a connection with owls. So you might want to connect with that bird more. Um, you could do meditations with it. You can imagine that you have owls around you that you can send off to do stuff. But it's all about um, when to present what it is you have to say at the right time, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yes, rainbows. I love rainbows too. Okay, does anybody... We've got like six minutes left, so any more readings? Um, does anybody have a wish or a manifestation that they want um, to put out there? In the meantime, I'm just going to start yammering. So um, this is a story I want to share. So earlier, and Sam Sam, this is um, kind of directed at you a little bit, but when we did the past life where you saw Shiva, okay, Um I had an incident happen years and years ago. I was cooking spaghetti. I had this big pot full of boiling, boiling water, like boiling, all the steam coming in. I was I was boiling water for spaghetti. And at the time, I was contemplating the goddess Kali, Kali Ma, who's the great cosmic mother in um, Hinduism. And I was just contemplating, not thinking anything specifically, but just my mind was drifting and I was thinking about her. And I was so out of it. I didn't pay attention to what I was doing. And this entire giant pot of boiling water knocked over and spilled all over me. Like I was covered in this boiling water. And here's the weird thing. I didn't get burned at all, like at all. With this type of water, this should have been an emergency visit easily. In fact, I should have gone to a burn unit. I probably would have had skin grafts happening. Um, but the water had no temperature. It was really weird. It wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It wasn't cool. It wasn't lukewarm. It had no temperature. No temperature. It was the weirdest thing. So my shirt was just wet. It was wet. It was devoid of temperature. So I just changed. But imagine that boiling water. Oh, my gosh. I mean, because it's clinging to my skin with that heat, it totally would have burned the shit out of me. And it didn't. So... Be open to that. Like, I mean, maybe that might sound like a lot with a God like that reaching out to you. But yeah, it does. I mean, I think these things kind of happen more often than we might be aware of. Okay. Um, Joyce would like a past life. Okay. Let's see what we have for you. Oh, this is fun. Okay, what I'm getting about you that you had a past life for, 
is you are a woman living in Vienna in Austria. Feels like it's the 1700s. And it's got a kind of a Bridgerton feel to it because it looks like you're writing little naughty romances. And by naughty, I mean, she lifted her skirts and the Lord caught a glimpse of her ankle. Ooh, back then that was porn. Anyway, you're writing these naughty little romances, but you're not authoring them. They're just random and you leave them places and they kind of take off and people keep passing these naughty stories around. I mean, they're romance stories, but they're kind of naughty and they're just fun. And you're just totally enjoying the secret life where you get to do all of that. And nobody would ever have imagined in a million years it was you. And it wasn't gossip about people like in Bridgerton. The lady who writes the stories is about gossiping about people that are um, nobility. It's not that. You're just writing like early little romance things. And um, they're all over the place. And it, you died with that secret. But it was about finding pleasure and joy because you're in this very structured society. But you were able to find your joy in these hidden moments and express yourself because the written works of women weren't really valued back then, you know, but you got that out and it was just really, wow. It's so much fun. I look at that and it, I'm just delighted by that lifetime. It really feels like fun. So, um, oh, good. Thank you, Robin, for enjoying my show. And you're welcome. You're welcome, Sam, Sam. Yeah, I wanted to share that because that was a trip. Because afterwards, I was totally amazed by this experience. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, boiling water. So it must have been some kind of trance I was in with that goddess. But it was it was wild. Anyway, um, does anybody have any wishes they want to put out there? Um, any last manifestations? Because if not, what I'm going to do, if you're open to receiving this, I am going to just put, kind of put out a blessing for all of you. So I bless you all. You know, I'm sending my blessing. I'm asking the Cosmic Mother to come in and bless all of you with something beautiful and sweet that happens this week. Just something really nice. And when it appears, you're going to know it. It's not something we're going to have to think about later going, well, did that really happen? I don't know. Was that it? It's going to be clear. <laughs> It'll be a clear piece of good luck. And just a wonderful little thing for you. Okay? So I bless you with that. I bless you guys all to receive that. So it is. It is done. It is done. It is done. May you all be blessed beyond imagining. When I do my soul portraits, that's how I finish my write-up is I, I share that, you know, so that people can receive that blessing. So, oh, thank you. Amazing show. Thank you, Goldilocks. <laughs> um, thank you. So in parting, um, yeah, just keep being you. Keep shining your light. Um, I think a lot of you might think that you don't have anything to offer, but you do. Um, you're always offering a vibration. You always, always are. Even if you're stuck in your shit, you're offering a vibration. <laughs> anything good can happen to you at any time. Uh, Robin, I have been finding hearts everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much. Um, the show only works when you guys show up and ask questions. So I really appreciate you asking your questions. And I will see you next time. So blessings upon you all and have a wonderful, beautiful day and a beautiful week until I see you next time. So.
Have a good one. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today.